Welcome to a very special season of Pause and Listen, the podcast from Pause. This season is called In a Mother's Mind. It aims to raise awareness about the mental health experiences and needs of women who have had children removed from their care. It was created by a group of five Pause graduates who have experience of having children removed from their care. We wanted to make this podcast series to shed light on a subject that isn't normally spoken about. In each episode, we're going to talk about an issue that affects our lives. In this episode, we're going to be talking about stigma and judgment. We're going to be joined by Pause practitioner Mary Grace and Pause trustee Lara Patel, who is the Deputy Director of Children's Services at Oxfordshire County Council. I'm Helena. I'm a Pause graduate myself and I've been a part of Pause advisory board for a year now. And I will be the host for the series. First, let's hear from Mary Grace, who is my Pause practitioner and support worker, who's been interviewed by myself. Hi, I'm Mary Grace, and I worked with Helena for about 18 months, and now she's part of the Next Steps program. Helena was part of the first group of women that I worked with, and we learned a lot from each other, and I learned a lot about PAWS from the women I worked with. So I worked in the States. My background was in child protection, and I worked in all aspects. So I started in investigations. I worked with intact families high-risk families to keep their children at home. I worked in adoptions and fostering service. And I also worked in the family drug court. And then when I moved to the UK about 20 years ago, I decided to do something different. And I worked in homelessness and drug and alcohol services. I also did eight years of psychotherapy training. And when looking for something new, I saw the pause advert and I thought this is exactly what I would like to be doing. I picked up my caseload and Helena was one of the first women I met when I started at PAWS. And we met during the pandemic. We had to look at how we were going to meet and do things in a different way when everything was closed and locked down. And one of the things that we did is we worked as a group. So Helena met some of the other women that were also in the program. And I think a lot of that peer support really helped break down the stigma and they supported each other with meeting the adopters and new activities and having fun together. It really worked well. It's safe to say you've got a lot of experience and a lot of insight into it all. So lots of women who work with Paul say they feel judged because they have had their children removed from the care. Why do you think this is? Breaking down those kind of stigmas is really difficult. I wish that more women felt like they could reach out to services when they were struggling. There's that barrier that they're afraid that they'll be judged from the very beginning and they want to hide their problems. I wish the services could be seen as more supportive and not as punitive and as judgmental. And then all the way through court process, even I get intimidated when I walk into court to support women. I wish that that process could feel more supportive and reactive and responsive to the women's needs. When I mentioned that I worked in the family drug court, they started holding the hearings more as meetings. So everybody sat around a table and the judge wasn't always in a robe and they were more frequent so that people could track people's progress through the program. And then the community can be very judgmental. And I know that if you live in a really small community like you do, Helena, I think you've said that it's been really difficult. Sometimes women isolate And they're fearful of asking for support because they'll be seen as weak and not functioning. And there's a lot of victim blaming for women. 
there's a lot of people out there with a lot of misconceptions about what women go through. And so I think we just need to bring more compassion in the system and in our communities in general. Yeah, I agree. Like that is my biggest issue. It's almost seen as normal if you're a man who doesn't live with his kids. But if a woman doesn't have a kids, she's clearly a bad mother who deserves it. That unspoken stigma is debilitating. And I think if we were really honest, there'd be loads of women out there that would hold their hand up and say, I'm struggling. This is harder than I thought. And I'm having a difficult time. And I don't think we allow women to be able to do that. If we had a more compassionate, supportive society, we'd have a lot more women raising their hands up and saying, I need some help. And what do you do when your children do this? And then I think on top of that, with mental health problems or substance misuse issues, women are just afraid. And it's getting more and more difficult for women who are struggling financially or with housing issues or things that can put a lot of pressure on families. So in an ideal world, what would good support look like for women who have had their children moved? Women who have had early life trauma and have some grief and loss, bereavement issues need some extra long-term support that mental health services just don't have the resources to supply. So in my ideal world, we would be addressing more emotional needs in a long-term way. We'd have trauma centers where people are well-informed, where you can go in and get a cup of tea. You have time just to be with people like we do at PAUSE. Each individual woman, you have to look at their set of circumstances and what their needs are. And they are all very different, but also allow women to grow and change on their own and celebrate that with them. In your experience working with PAUSE, what things are really transformative for women who have had this experience? In a lot of ways, the women do all the real hard work and changes themselves, but just being alongside, being with, celebrating and having some fun in the journey is really important and recognizing the women's small steps towards their goals and small steps are extremely important. Meeting other women that are going through the same experience, it helps to destigmatize the women and also offers a lot of peer support. Women that have a lived through experience often have more compassion for other women going through. And over and over again, I hear women say, I just want to help other women going through this. Mm -hmm. And those lived through experiences are really important for other women to hear and see. I know, Helena, you've become friends with a couple of the women that are still going through the process. Yeah, it's, it's actually really nice for me. Working with pause, what changed my life was the encouragement and the guidance, just having someone there to help. I never felt judged, not once, and I still don't, despite obviously I've had my kids removed. Must be a bad mother. I never once felt like that with anyone that I've ever dealt with with pause, and it's been really, really life changing for that because it's rebuilding my life rather than just going around in this cycle of brokenness. I often wonder, what are the key elements of pause, Helena, that helped you feel not judged? And what was it that you got from pause? I think it was when I shared my story with you and you had empathy and compassion and you listened. Obviously, explaining why you've had your kid removed is really, really hard. 
and painful and yet you always made me feel at ease you always made me feel calm and when I was hurting you comforted me and although I do have family members around me they too are also hurting so it's kind of a different type of support that I received from you that I really 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 needed I wanted to mention that with almost every woman that I've supported looking at their families and all the other people that they have involved in their life was extremely important so their support networks maybe filling in gaps and rebuilding relationships yeah. and looking at partners and the relationship with partners and how it affects the entire system you mentioned the key elements that i would like to see for all women and that's compassion empathy and dealing with the woman within her system what message would you give to women who are in the same situation hope is a really important message and i always say that you have value and worth and that you're more than just your biggest mistakes and we all are hopefully there's a capacity to grow and change and i think that's another key element of peer support meeting other women that have lived through it so introducing women to other women saying that there are women out there that have survived this and you can do it too. Our time working together you kept reminding me that I am rebuilding something new from something traumatic. And it takes time, but it's time worth putting in because I do feel completely different to how I felt a year two years ago and I've got a lot of hope now. I hope everyone similar situations realize that when it feels all hope is lost it's not. Thank you very much for coming to talk to us. Now we're going to hear from Paul's trustee Lara, who is being interviewed by Heidi, who is also a postgraduate like myself. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your expertise? I am a Paul's trustee. and I sit on the pools practice committee and I've also got oversight of a pools practice I am a deputy director for children's services in Oxfordshire I've been a social worker for about 25 years during that time I've worked in different children and families teams and I've also done some adult mental health work and I've also spent 10 years working in the voluntary sector with lots of different children families and local communities. Oh, brilliant. So you know the protocols and what not and everything else. A woman of many talents. Lots of women who work with pause say they feel judged because they have had their children removed from their care. Why do you think this is? I think people make an assumption that when women have had children removed from their care that they're to blame and it's their fault and I think that's why they're judging them but I think what people don't think about is the journey how they got there and what happened leading up to that decision being made lots of women who've had children removed from their care have experienced trauma in their lives might have experienced abuse themselves either as children or as adults 
life hasn't necessarily been straightforward for most women who have had children removed from their care. And I don't think people take time to understand the impact that trauma will have had on them, um, the impact it will have had on their ability to parent, on their own mental health and on their physical health as well. I've always said, put yourselves in our shoes. When you lose something that you love and cherish and you didn't have it anymore, it's frightening. Yeah, It's just taking time to understand what each individual are going through. Third question, what would you think needs to happen to erase this stigma? I think one of the most important things is hearing about women's experiences. How did you get to where you got and what was the impact of having your children removed from you? And that, I hope, will help people understand that it's not as straightforward as maybe they thought it was and help to raise awareness Having the Paul's graduates is key to help us do that and raise awareness. You can do that through campaigns, through training, through podcasts. There are lots of different ways to do that. It's absolutely about people understanding what your lived experience is so that they can hear it from you firsthand. It's very difficult to get somebody to open up and feel relax talking to a stranger it's easier talking to somebody that they know and trust which we get from Paul's. It's about having a relationship with someone and building that trust through that relationship-based work. It's not going to come from your first conversation it takes time to build that trust and build that relationship. It takes time to reflect and knowing that person that you can open up to and feel comfortable with. Yeah, with your pause practitioner, you're not going to be judged in any way. It all comes down to relationship. It's having that bond with that person because the, all your life you've had people dictating what you can and can't do and it's very difficult. In an ideal world, what would good support look like for women who have had their children removed from their care? is good support for women who've had children removed for their care but not everywhere has got a pause practice we'll have done our job if one day we never need any pause practices because we've changed the way people work with women after they've had children removed but I think we're a very long way off that having ongoing involvement following a child being removed focusing on that woman and their development and how their mental health, their physical health, their well-being moving forward is really, really important. It needs to be someone who's independent of working with the child because the women need someone who's got their best interests as their main focus. What good practice would look like would be to have someone continuing to work with you post-removal of a child to help you be the person that you want to be and develop and grow and address any of the issues that have resulted in you having to have that child removed. But it's also having that trust and working with the parent, take one step back to say, actually, I need to spend time with you because you're going through the trauma like the children are. 
Yeah, absolutely. Within Oxfordshire, we've got some workers that we call adult facing practitioners, and they are specialist mental health workers, specialist domestic abuse workers and specialist substance misuse workers who can work with a parent after a child has been removed. So would you be able to give it a time scale or anything like that? Or does it depend on the individual? What do you mean as in how long they would carry on working with you for? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. I think it would have to be guided by the individual, but also the way in which pause works is that there is a time scale because what's really important is that you have a sense of achievement and goals to work towards and achieving those goals. But I think what's really important is whatever the time frame, and I know this is something that Paul is working on, is that you don't fall off a cliff edge at the end of it. So that there might be a time frame, and that might be a year, 18 months, depending, but actually that there's something gradual that tapers off after that or there's possibly a way in which you can just reconnect from time to time if you need to because everything doesn't just go away the day that you stop working with somebody life's more complicated than that isn't it in your experience what things are really transformative for women who have had this experience Paul's has certainly been transformative and I've certainly heard that from graduates like yourself, from the national feedback that Paul's collects, and also from some of the reports and influencing work that Paul's does. It represents women's voices to influence practice at a national level. So the recent publications around letterbox contact and around the expert reports that are written as part of proceedings and how it's really important that we make much better use of those and make sure that you get the help that's been identified you need following on from proceedings. That work's got the potential to be transformative, not just at an individual level with individual women, but also on behalf of other women at a national level. And I think that's really, really important. Some of the other things I think that have been transformative adult facing practitioners that we have got locally and really seen a change in our ability to be able to engage properly and work with parents and help those parents make a difference. I also know that there is some national experience around the use of family drug and alcohol courts as well, which is very focused on the main issues preventing parents from parenting their children the way they want to and really focusing in on those and addressing them and having experts working in that area and I know that that's had some really positive outcomes for families too. The last and final question what message would you give to women who are in this situation? The main message I'd want to give is believe in yourself but you don't need to do it alone. And the importance of asking for help, if you are going through proceedings or following on from proceedings, don't be afraid to ask questions because it's so important that you are fully engaged in the process and that you understand what's going on and you should be able to ask questions and challenge the professionals around you if you don't feel happy. The graduates from PAUSE are living proof that once you do start believing in yourself and believing 
there is a tomorrow and there is a future and there is life after having a child removed although it is very different once you start believing in yourself and being able to get some support and help with some of the past challenges then it just makes it a little bit easier to address the challenges that the future holds as well. Thank you for that. I always say to myself, believe in yourself to believe others. Because that's the only way we can get strong. Great that you said that believe in yourself because it's true. Yeah, absolutely. It's made me the stronger person anyway. So thank you very much for answering all my questions and hopefully we can make that difference for people. Absolutely. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's an honour to be asked and I really look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you so much to Mary Grace and Lara for joining us for this episode and sharing their thoughts on why women who have children removed from the care face so much judgment. And thank you for listening to our podcast. We want this series to help erase the stigma that surrounds women who have had children removed from their care. We hope that everyone who listens to this series will feel inspired to seek out more understanding and knowledge on the topic. We also want to send a message of support to other women that are in our situation so that they know they are not alone. We want to encourage them to seek support and make their voices heard. We'll be back soon with another podcast episode. But in the meantime, if you want to find out more information about Pause, just go to pause.org.uk or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Pause.org. Until next time, thank you.